Welcome, welcome to Not a Hoax, Not a Dream, the podcast about comic book characters who just don't quit. You can try to write them off, but they'll just get written back in. You can try to kill them, but they'll just get better. I'm your host, Ben, and I'm recording from Crime Alley in Gotham City, which is actually nicer than the name would imply. There is a lot of gentrification, though, which, okay, now that I'm thinking about it, that is the true crime, isn't it? But putting complex city planning issues aside for the moment, joining me today are two special guests from the Gotham Outsiders podcast. Hi, Chris. Hi, TJ. Thanks for joining me today. How are you? Hello. Doing good. Hello. Yeah, thank you so much for having us on. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing great. No, thanks for joining me. I, I actually listened to your episode on uh, Under the Red Hood that you recorded oh, last awesome. year. And so when I was thinking about the different characters I wanted to put into the season, I was like, this, these are the, the people I'm going to reach out to for uh, Jason Todd. So uh, thanks for joining me. <laughs> absolutely delighted. I'll talk about I'll talk about my guy, Jason, any day. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's definitely what we're here to do. But first, your, your podcast, Gotham Outsiders. I've listened to a, a few episodes. It, it, it's a good time. But if you want to tell the listeners what, what it's all about. You want to take it away, Chris? <laughs> so we do a queer feminist look at all things Batman. Uh, the idea is that I'm the Bat Obsessive and TGA, TJ is the Bat Newbie or Acolyte, as we call him. Though at this point, he's probably about as much as an obsessive as I am. So. Yeah, it's been a journey. So now I'm like obsessed with the Robins. I think that was Chris's long-term game plan the entire time. So I'm yes. a Jason fan. I Always. haven't read a ton of Jason, but you know I enjoy him a lot. And I love Tim. I love Dick. I love Damien. Yeah, and I've read a lot of Batman in the last two years, so I, I'm gonna have to graduate yeah. from being a you know a learner soon. I love <laughs> yeah. that. Are there are there are there different levels? Like, what is the next level after Acolyte? <laughs> oh, We're there gonna definitely find out. are, and we have. <laughs> I was gonna say our uh, special anniversary episode's coming up, and you will find out what the next level is. That's my little teaser for you. Okay, <laughs> that's a great teaser. Love that. Awesome. Yeah. So before we kind of get into the, the comics we'll talk to today, I wanted to do a little icebreaker here. Judd Winnick, the author that wrote the story that brought Jason back to life into the DC universe, apparently also had yeah. a stint as a reality TV star, oh. which I may have. I thought I found that out on your podcast, but it might have been a different one. Okay. But uh, but yeah, he was on. Uh, <laughs> if you did, then we've on... forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget things that I say all the time. Too. It might have been, you know, maybe Shuri mentioned it. She was our guest on that episode and she's actually met him. So maybe she mentioned it. Okay. It might have been. Oh, you're yeah, probably Shuri, right. Uh, yeah. So he was on uh, Real World LA. So I thought it would be that. a fun game to, I picked out some quotes here and each one is going to be either something that Jason Todd has said or somebody from a reality TV show has said. So nice. uh, I love it. So, I don't get to play the games on our show usually. So this is an I experience know. for me. <laughs> so is this yeah. a competition? <laughs> I don't keep score. But if both of you do, okay. then then it certainly can be. <laughs> I just don't like to do math. We'll know all. in our heart. So, who's no, one. that's totally fair. Yeah. I um, cry when I do math. Yeah. So uh, the first one quote is, so now I'm the Dagon villain. I'm going to say reality This feels television. like a trick. I was going to say, it feels like a trick because it sounds like Jason, but I guarantee you, you know, the I don't, I didn't come here to be friends yeah. crowd has said something like that over on reality TV. 
It is from reality TV. So it's from yes. the, the real housewives of Atlanta. That tracks. Oh, that's yeah. so perfect. I, the Dagon is kind of like, I don't see Jason saying that. But then again, he said Stranger Things. So I was going to say, in the ones we read today, <laughs> he said boob one. at least 20 times. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Number two. Give people a chance and they'll usually surprise you. Mm, I'm going to say Jason. Jason. All right. Yeah, you're both right again. (laughs) Uh, TJ. Heating up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number three. There's always someone somewhere looking to throw shade on even your smallest victories. Reality television. Okay. I'm going to say Jason. It is Jason. Oh. So Chris is coming out in the yes. lead. I said I wouldn't keep score, but now I am. Yeah, we're um, not keeping score now. <laughs> all, right. Um, yeah. all right. Next one. I want to forgive you, and I want to forget you. Mm. Reality TV. Then I'm going to say Jason. All right. <laughs> it's a good strategy, just picking the opposite of what the other, what the other person One said. of us will get it. Yeah, but it is uh, reality TV. No! No, that's from yes. The Hills. All right. But it doesn't matter. Yes, it does. To me! Let's do... Okay. Go back to Party City where you belong. Oh. <laughs> that could be either so easily. I'm going to say Jason. I know. Uh, yeah. I feel like Jason would say something bitchy like that. I could totally yes. see him saying that. That's why it's I chose it. But no, it's, uh, from, it's from RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> I almost did the opposite uh, again, just to do opposite. And just almost. one more. I oh lost. my goodness gracious, I've been bamboozled. Jason. That is our Jason. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That That is a Jedwick quote. Right. <laughs> a classic. I got one more. All right. Yay. Well, you know, it doesn't matter who won. All that I matters did. was that we had fun. Me, I won. <laughs> Jason, get on out here or I'm going on patrol without you. Gotcha! Would've, if I hadn't seen you slip behind the computer banks three minutes ago. Nah, I got you. How does it feel? It feels awesome! Check me out, I'm Robin, the boy wonder. Are you kidding me? This rocks! Come on, old man. We've got bad guys who need chasing. This is the best day of my life. Robin the Boy Wonder entered the Batman mythos as early as 1940s Detective Comics number 38, just 11 issues after Batman's world premiere. Dick Grayson is a child acrobat whose parents are murdered by a crime boss as part of a failed extortion attempt. Empathizing with the boy's situation, Batman takes him under his wing, and the two solemnly swear to forever fight against crime and corruption. The dynamic duo would adventure together for 30-plus years until Dick is finally allowed to grow up in the early 80s. But can there be a Batman without a Robin? DC didn't think so, as they soon introduce a new Robin in 1983, who has virtually the same exact origin story as the original. He's a circus performer whose parents are murdered. His name is Jason Todd. Then, the universe blows up. Like, the DC universe, I mean. In Crisis on Infinite Earths, countless universes are wiped out and the few remaining are merged into a new reality. See episodes 12 and 16 on Supergirl and the Flash for more info. But in this new reality, there's a new, different Jason Todd. We meet him in Batman number 408. Written by Max Allen Collins, penciled by Chris Warner, inked by Mike DiCarlo, colored by Adrian Roy, lettered by Todd Klein, and edited by Denny O'Neill. The scene is a building's rooftop in the rain and the characters are familiar. 
Batman, Robin, and the Joker. The Joker's stolen a priceless diamond. When Batman moves forward to confront him, the Joker draws a gun. Robin has just scaled the rooftop from the other side and is about to sneak up on the villain, but Joker hears the sidekick and fires at him. The bullet rips through Robin's right arm, and the boy Wonder loses his balance, toppling back down the side of the building. He barely holds on to the rope of the grappling hook, still affixed to the roof, the reins slick on his fingers. Batman chooses to stop the Joker before helping his partner, and Robin falls, hitting a ledge on the way down. Back at Wayne Manor, Dick Grayson is resting, alive. Batman, meanwhile, has made a decision. No more Robin. He won't risk him anymore. Dick isn't happy about this, and the two part ways. Later on in the issue, Batman patrols Crime Alley, the location of his parents' murder, as he does every year on the anniversary of their death. This year, the criminals have caught on, and everyone is on their best behavior. Not a single crime happens except one. When Batman walks back to the Batmobile, multiple wheels are missing. The culprit is a young boy named Jason Todd. Batman laughs. All right. So, yeah, I so I chose three comics here today. I always try to pick ones that kind of tell a story. I mean, obviously, you know, you need you need all of the comics to get the full story. But the, the first one sure. I chose was the first appearance of post-crisis Jason Todd. You know, I was going to say, I fell down a rabbit hole trying to figure out what was because <laughs> yeah. you were like, oh, I picked his first appearance. And then I went on Google and was like, what was his first appearance to make sure I was reading the right issue? And right. it was the one far <laughs> earlier than the one you gave me. And then, you know, so I did a bunch of research and I was like, oh, okay. Did you read the one it had like, <laughs> who was it, Croc or something? No, I so I read the correct one, but okay. like in preparation, I was like, this seems kind of late. Like, so the years, you know what I mean? I started looking into the years yeah. of the issues and was like, oh, okay. This was like the reboot, Jason. Okay. Right. Exactly. Cause, yeah. the, cause there was, yeah. So there was a, a Jason Todd before that. He, he, he was pretty much just like a Dick Grayson clone. He, yeah. he had like the same exact 100%. backstory. Like they were both, they were both, mm-hmm. you know, circus performers and it, it was kind of, it's kind of silly that it just happened again, but yeah, right. they once, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths happened. I, I hate I hate talking about the pre-crisis and post-crisis. It always gives me a headache. But but once all that happens <laughs> and DC Comics resets, then there's a new Jason Todd who has a new backstory. And this is Batman 408 is kind of where we find out about that. What threw me off about the issue was because I started it and I got to the part where Batman fires Dick, basically. And I was like, oh, I remember reading about this in Glenn Weldon's book about Batman history. And I I was like, I thought this happened way earlier. So that's when I Googled like, oh, what issue did they break up? And so I knew I was like, okay, so we're retelling the story. Mm -hmm. Because the first time around, it sounded like much more of a bad breakup than the one we just read. Yeah, yeah, they they skimmed by that real fast in this one where they're like, he's sad. Okay, moving right along. Yeah. Yeah, Batman, you know, he decides maybe he's risking Dick's life in this comic. But then it's not long before he just chooses another Robin. So, you know, I know I I I love that he waited till he's like 18 to be like, you know what? Child endangerment is a thing I've been doing. (laughs) Right. Because I think he is like of age at this point. So it's not like like now you're concerned like this should have been something you thought about before if you're going to think about it at all. But I thought it was funny that. The issue, so like, you know, if we're taking this as Jason's first appearance, which for this iteration is true, like, it's funny to me that 
the story title was like, oh, a Robin is going to die. And then, was- you know, it's like, oh, no, it's actually going to be Jason that dies very soon. <laughs> Robins are yeah. always dying. That's the deal. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's always the risk, you know? Sometimes literally and sometimes just, you know, to Batman. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, I had never read this before. I read like a couple issues after just kind of see what happens. It's a bonkers story, but you it know, is. It, it's it fun. It's, so it's, it's still fun for sure. But what, what, what were your general thoughts? It was funny. I, I was a TJ on that. I was laughing. Some of yeah. it I think was intentional. Other times, not sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Hard to tell. I, it I, might I, be I, the oldest Batman issue I've, you know what? So I've read like his like origin issues because mm-hmm. I took a Batman class and they made me read that. But That's I think cool in general, class. this is one of the oldest yeah. Batman comics I've read. And it had like that 60s Batman vibe. Mm-hmm. And it was, I agree with yeah. Chris. Like it was super funny. There was a lot of chum and bud yes. and my boy. <laughs> right, right. It's yeah, I think I've read time. all three of these issues before. I didn't realize that until I was reading them. And I was like, oh, yeah, these ones. I've been here before. It was mm-hmm. it was fun to revisit. Yeah. Batman laughs in this, which is cool. Like yes. in his in his ca- in, in his cape and cow. So when he finds out that that Jason, you know, jacked one of his tires. Yeah. He just like breaks out laughing, which is a good moment. I like yeah, that. Yeah, three of his tires. Jacked three of them. Right. <laughs> going back <laughs> to the fourth really one. Oh, that killed me. I also love how the little punk Jason is in this. We have this little like punk rock t-shirt that says poison agenda or something like that. Yes. And he's, mm-hmm. he's just so, I love him. <laughs> yeah. Jason's he, good. He, just, that's such a good intro to his character. Like the amount of balls it has to take I to know. see the Batmobile and be like, I'm going to steal those fucking tires. <laughs> I'm going to wreck yeah. it. <laughs> and that's why Batman thinks it's so funny. Cause like he's yeah. there cause it's crime alley and he yeah. like, he, he goes there every year. Cause that's where his parents, you know, were, were shot. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and how could and, we forget? Right. <laughs> it, They'll never let us. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everybody's on their best behavior this time around. It turns yeah, I, out. But, I love the criminals being like, yeah. good evening, Bruce, you're a Batman. And he's just yeah. like, hello. <laughs> they were like cat calling him. They were. Right. <laughs> And he's like strutting down the sidewalk, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> In his leather outfit. He was. Right. But then he finds out, you know, the only crime that happens is against him, and that is funny. And Batman That is gets, really funny. You know, he has a yeah. sense of humor, so. Yeah. And he called him a boob, right? Now, now, he repeatedly said, called people boobs in that one, and it killed me. It was so funny. This actually made me want to read more. I, this felt like a jumping on point, and yeah. I could just like continue on. So that thought crossed my mind where I was like, oh, maybe I'll start the next issue. You want to see what happens with Ma Gunn and her whatever the hell she's doing there? She was so funny. And then when you found out she was evil, I was like, oh, I like her even more. I know. I was cackling. She's she's a fun character. It's a nice little arc with Jason and Ma Gunn. I I would suggest reading the rest if you have the time. It's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah, but um, I haven't it, read a ton of Jason as Robin. Like I've seen a lot of his origin recontextualized and like flashbacks, and they yeah. were really good. But I'm like, it'd be fun to go back and read the not the original Jason, the second <laughs> Sorry, original, the second better known one. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny you mentioned like it being a jumping on part because this actually I didn't realize, but this actually takes place right after Batman Year One. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. which ran for like four issues of Batman right before uh, this issue, Batman 408. So it is kind of like, so, yeah. I guess, yeah, it was like the first issue in a new story arc. Mm-hmm. That's We read that for the show, right, TJ? That's the episode that's lost only in my brain. Yes, Chris does, <laughs> has blocked out that uh, that that book. True story. That it book. was not intentional, but I do not remember reading it or recording that episode. <laughs> That's so funny because that was with uh, Alex uh, Segura, right? Yeah, it was a great episode. Yeah. I just don't remember yeah. it. Yeah, we had a great combo. <laughs> Batman Year One. I I grew up reading that. That was one of the Batman comics I like got for Christmas as a kid. Mm, yeah. So me so too, like actually. <laughs> oh yeah. I think I, I asked for it for Christmas. It was one nice. of the first ones I read. It was like but, an entry point. Yeah, thing. but it's it's definitely Batman in a certain mode. You know, yeah. he's very he's very grim and and serious. Yeah. So. I prefer yeah. this. Chris Batman. has got me into the fun Batman. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I well, like I like all Batmans of all varieties. You know. Yeah, there's, there's a Batman for yeah. everyone. Exactly, and there's and a Frank Batman Miller's for everyone. Not for me. <laughs> right, Frank Miller's not <laughs> for everyone, and and that was when he was good too. So I don't suggest reading. <laughs> I, know. I don't. I don't suggest reading anything after the '80s by him. <laughs> oh God, I know yeah. that's true. Can we talk about Vicky Vale calling <laughs> Bruce out? <laughs> Because I, I that love a, that. That was a really fun moment. <laughs> you mean Bruce um, Wayne and his uh, liberal guilt? <laughs> right. Yeah, a victim of liberal guilt. I was cry laughing and Vicky Vale's like, good, you should feel bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> it took me a second to realize she was intending to say what I thought she was intending to say. And then I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. And then... When he meets Jason, I was like, oh my goodness, is he going to, like, adopt Jason because of his liberal guilt? Liberal and guilt. he's going to, this is him giving back to the poor. Like, so, you know, his instinct wasn't to adopt him, which surprised me. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But that would have been pretty funny. Um, that would have been. You, you're basically right, though. <laughs> that is what yeah, I like, because he talks, because he talks, I mean, I think, I think emotionally, he just wants another right kid in the house is is, is yeah. the real reason but like he does yeah. say it's because jason like was going nowhere like if he stayed where he was you know he would yeah be dead or in prison or whatever so so that's that's his like yeah. reasoning for for adopting he's like him. well ma gun didn't work out i guess right. i can <laughs> adopt you <laughs> i need uh, to give back yeah but with the vicky vale scene she mentions something that i never knew before but she says like i think i'm looking at the page i think a man who is orphaned by gunfire only to inherit a fortune built on munitions has a right to feel a little guilty i know i, I was known. wondering about that yeah, I'd never heard that, that. I guess it depends the, on the version, yeah. right? Like what his yeah. family has done. The munitions one is a new one for me. Mm-hmm. But, though I think they do kind of get back to that a little in Gates of Gotham later where they're talking about where the Wayne families have descended from wealth-wise. Mm-hmm. That's definitely something like to unpack and build a story around. So yeah, I was surprised yeah. I never heard about it. So I don't I don't know if that's a, a big part of, you know, I don't know if that's still true because who knows, you know, sure. universe right. resets right. and different things are true now but you know oh for the, and the bat annuity is especially hard to follow so mm-hmm. i like but. when vicky called him on the phone and she just looked so sexy <laughs> and was like lounging around you know it looked like she was doing a titanic <laughs> painting that's how i just casually lounge around alone yeah. in my apartment all the time <laughs> and you know this could be the male gaze which, a little bit um, but <laughs> Good for her. In my mind, she was doing this for herself. Good. Yeah, nobody could see her. She was enjoying herself. Good for her. Yeah. yeah. Even if it was um, definitely a thousand percent male gaze. <laughs> 
I mean, this is back in the day, you know, when you would make yourself look nice and pose when you're making a phone call. Yeah. It's just, it, <laughs> in it, case it, they it can aff- feel it. <laughs> right. It affects how you sound, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't know. Meanwhile, I'm recording this podcast in my pajamas right now. We really have changed as a society. So. No, it, it, it's true. I have, I, have, uh, I have a Captain Crunch shirt on and, and sweatpants. So. Love it. Yeah, this is this is where we are in life. <laughs> I I took a sick day all today and have been doing absolutely nothing in my pajamas. I love that. <laughs> it sounds great. Yeah. This is the most work I've done today. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you sat up and talked into a mic. That's the most work you've done today. Yep. I appreciate the effort, definitely. The sacrifice You're is welcome. noted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, any any last thoughts about, about this comic before we move to the next one? Um, I like Joker's necklace. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I forgot about right. him for a second. He was right. casually right. in the beginning of this with his smiling necklace. I thought yeah. he was talking about his smile at first when he was uh-huh. like, oh, these pearly whites or something. And it's uh-huh. like, he's he's smiling. And I was like, is he talking about his teeth? It took me a second. Anyway, yeah. not the point of the story, but no, I found but it was really cute. It very funny. I just yeah. love yeah. where he's like, now that, now that a Robin has died, this is worth even more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and this is the period in Batman comics where Joker had like so Joker, you know, Batman has the the Batmobile, the Batplane, all that. Yes. Joker has a Joker copter, like he, oh my like, god, whatever Batman has, oh, Joker the Joe has some version of it. The yeah, like, copter. <laughs> I loved oh. that it had this huge smile on it. It was so right. funny. It, yeah, that it, made me it's, laugh. It's have really you good. have either of you watched Bat Wheels yet? The new show that they made on. HBO. I started the first episode, no. but I it's genuinely finished. so cute, and all of the villain cars look exactly like Bat, uh, the um, Joe Copter kind of thing, and it's so fun. <laughs> okay, I'll it's very bright it. and fun. It is. It's cute. It's like cars, like the Pixar cars, but for Bat characters. All right, I try to at least watch one episode of every Batman cartoon that comes out. Exactly, to... it's a so, fun one. I'll definitely, yeah, definitely. Okay, kiddo, I gotta go. It's been fun, though, right? Well, maybe a smidge more fun for me than you. I'm just guessing, since you're being awful quiet. Anyway, be a good boy, finish your homework, and be in bed by nine. And hey, please tell the big man I said hello. It's 1988, a little over a year after post-crisis Jason Todd's first appearance, and a lot of fans don't like him. It gets to the point that editor Denny O'Neill decides something needs to be done. Denny recalls a Saturday Night Live skit where Eddie Murphy threatened to boil a lobster named Larry, unless viewers phoned in to save it, and O'Neill decides Jason will be their Larry. If the fans hated the character so much, let's see them do something about it. Q. Jim Starland, acclaimed comic book writer and artist who'd created characters like Thanos and Adam Warlock. He's the current Batman writer, and also a longtime Robin hater. Jim had previously pitched to DC that Jason should contract HIV. For some reason, the company thought that would be a bad idea. But now, at last, Starland may just have his chance. 
to kill Robin, not to give him HIV. Jesus Christ. Batman, number 427. Written by Jim Starlin, penciled by Jim Aparo, inked by Mike DiCarlo, colored by Adrian Roy, lettered by John Costanza, edited by Denny O'Neill, and assistant edited by Dan Raspier. Jason's mom, long thought dead, is alive. The new Robin has narrowed down the candidates to three women, and with the help of Batman has ruled out the first. The next woman on the list is international criminal and deadly assassin Lady Shiva, who is currently gainfully employed as a martial arts instructor by a group of terrorists. Batman, world's greatest detective, figures the only way to know the truth for sure is to assault this woman and inject her with truth serum. So that's what they do, and Shiva tells them she doesn't have any children. Strike two. They track the last woman on the list, Dr. Sheila Haywood, to Ethiopia, where she's working with a relief organization that provides medical supplies to refugees, which seems nice. But then you find out she's only there because she botched an illegal surgery on a teenage girl so bad that she needed to leave America. Oh, also, she's embezzling money from the relief organization. Then the Joker shows up. He knows about Dr. Haywood's past and blackmails her. He wants her to get him a bunch of medical supplies that he can sell to terrorists. And he's planning on replacing these medical supplies with poisonous laughing gas that will be delivered to the refugees. Sheila agrees to help in exchange for his silence. Batman and Robin show up in time to get an idea of what's going on, but not in time to stop the laughing gas from heading to the refugees. Batman tells Robin to stay at the camp, while he stops the cargo from being delivered. He explicitly tells Jason not to do anything, and I guess thinks that that will work even though this Robin has repeatedly not listened to him in the past. Predictably, despite being told not to do the thing, Robin does the thing. He introduces himself to his mom and tells her he's Robin. When Joker shows up, Sheila sells Jason out immediately, telling the villain that Robin is here, and even pulls a gun out on her son. She can't risk her employers finding out about the whole embezzlement thing. Joker and his henchmen overwhelm Jason, and in a now infamous sequence, the Joker brutally beats Jason with a crowbar, leaving the boy on the ground, bloody and unconscious. Dr. Haywood's betrayal doesn't work in her favor, as Joker ties her to a pole in the same warehouse where her son is bleeding out. He then wires a bomb to blow up in ten minutes and leaves. In those ten minutes, Jason struggles awake. There's two minutes left on the clock that Robin could use to escape, but instead, he unties his mother before falling back to the ground, barely conscious. Sheila now has the chance to escape, but less than 30 seconds to spare, she finally tries to do the right thing, and helps her son to his feet. But they don't make it past the door before the bomb activates. Batman arrives back at the camp just in time to see the explosion. Jason! He yells. Oh my god. Oh my god, he mutters as he runs to the wreckage. His eyes search the scene for any sign of Robin, but all they see is fire. Robin will die because the Joker wants revenge, but you can prevent it with a telephone call. 1-900-720-2660. The Joker fails and Robin lives. 1-900-720-2666. The Joker succeeds and Robin will not survive. These numbers will work only in the USA and Canada between the following hours on September 15th and September 16th. You will be charged 50 cents for each call, which will be connected to an acknowledgement message. Okay, well, let's jump into the next one. So yeah. uh, the the next one is like an infamous issue. Uh, Batman We're keeping fourth. it light and fluffy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so part of the a death in the family story, uh, Batman four twenty seven. This is the one ends with Jason brutally being beaten by the Joker and then and then blown up. So. What, what were your thoughts on this? Did you like, <laughs> did you like this? <laughs> I mean, this is a classic, right? This informs yeah. the rest of Batman forever. Uh, right. 
which not the movie Batman Forever, just the continuity of Batman <laughs> sure, <laughs> for the rest yeah. of ever. Um, so, I mean, it's interesting. As a story, do I like it? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it's a really weird story. Like the, the whole four issues, or yeah. it, it gets to some really strange places. Like anytime, like I, I just don't. Anytime before the year 2000, I just mm-hmm. don't want to see Batman in any other country. Oh like, my just God, yes. To... As soon as <laughs> he gets on a plane, I'm like, oh no. Yeah, at, this... at least this issue, because I've read the other four as well. At least this issue didn't get to Joker as ambassador for a Muslim country, which comes right. later. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. The it's the next, so yeah, it's, it's, it's bizarre. It is. But, uh, but yeah, Jason, he's trying to find his mom. That, that part of the story is kind of compelling, you know? Yeah. yeah. I always um, wonder, because I think uh, it's a fandom convention that Lady Shiva lied even on the serum and that maybe she really was Jason's mom. That's been like a long-term theory people have held. That I mean, she's Cassandra Kane's mom, right? I guess they'd be real, like bio siblings in that case. Right. Yeah. Because they're like, have you ever had a kid? And she was like, no. So well, I was not- like, but not yet. <laughs> but that wouldn't have happened yet at this time. That hadn't been retconned in yet. No, it right. hadn't been retconned in yet. And technically, depending upon which age continuity, she might not have been born yet. So, okay. Yeah. Depends. How old is, how old is Lady Shiva? I, she's one that it's hard to tell for me. It depends. All We have a okay. rule on Gotham Outsiders that bat, family, and related characters' ages depend on story convenience. And they literally change constantly. <laughs> I, I was never straight on that. Nobody is, not even the writers. <laughs> Right. Even Batman's age. I mean, it's just, you, you can't think about it. Perpetually just, 30 yeah. somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Despite his kids aging. This was another <laughs> book that I had to read for my Batman class. Again, I, I would have read it on my own anyway, because it's a classic and I sure. wanted to experience it. Mm-hmm. But it definitely had the feel of something that you would be made to read in class because it's a little dated. Oh, yeah. Like like you were saying, just everything outside of the Jason looking for his mom plot line yeah. is kind of... But the Jason plot itself, you know, I don't really care about the mom thing, to be honest, because mm-hmm. this lady isn't even really his mom, right? Right. And you know that going in. Though he doesn't know that. Original readers wouldn't have. So Right. And like when he tries to save her and she literally just betrayed him. She's yeah. like, oh, Jason, honey, get up. And I'm like, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, she deserves it. And she's using him. She she's just, like, team let him her die. <laughs> like, uh, uh, she's not really a sympathetic character no. in this at all. No. She's just like, she so could she could have been. She she could have been so so she's not in the United States anymore because of like botched surgeries on a teenager right I on love a that little add in there like let's just turn the knife a little further <laughs> right and then she's working at this refugee camp and you're like okay well you know she had a bad pass but she's trying to do something but then it turns out she's embezzling yeah. from the yeah. refugee camp I'm like come on what is this and then she betrays Jason to the Joker yeah and it's yeah. just like come on it was brutal. It was like, really brutal. Like she's oh. just cold hearted. I will say I'm but, remembering my first read of the like arc that this is part of. Uh, none of the stuff made me cry until I got to the, uh, I don't know if you've read the special edition that has the alternate ending that people voted against where you see Batman rescue him. <laughs> and when I read that immediately after reading what people actually chose, I started sobbing. 
like, I, I, no, I, no. I don't think I've read all of it. I saw like the, oh, so the first page of it where he's yeah. just like, oh, he's alive and he's holding him and it's like. He's carrying him out and he's right. so happy versus what you actually see of Bruce. It's so, it hurts. Now, if they, if they did this vote today and like this plot line was ongoing, huh? what would you two have voted for? No, this is an interesting. This is interesting because I've always said that I would obviously vote to save him, but as I believe it was Shuri pointed out, if we saved him, no Red Hood, and we all mm-hmm. love Red Hood. So I guess I'd kill him. <laughs> what if you didn't know? Like, I mean, I like would save him if I didn't know. Okay. But if I knew that he would come out clad in leather with the best size imaginable, yeah, I'm 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 going to kill him. <laughs> I'm going to kill that bitch. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I want to say that I would. I, I want to say that I would vote to save him, and I would now for sure. But but I, it really depends on what age of a Batman reader I was. That's fair. Because mm. Edge Lord, thirteen year old Ben, oh yeah, probably would have voted to kill Robin. But you know, <laughs> I don't. I don't support that choice. But it probably would have been what yeah. happened. If I was like ten or younger, I probably would have saved him. But like, I don't know. I've always had a thing for angst. Like right. I love a good cry <laughs> in my media. It's true. So I don't know. There's something I like seeing Batman fail and crying over his dead Robin, you know, makes me feel a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it does, you know, I, I don't like the way they did it, but it, it does, it does add something to Batman's story. The fact that he has this, you know, in his history. Yeah. So, so, you know, it might've worked out for the best in terms of Batman lore. I think so. But, and it, it yeah, made yeah. way for the best Robin, obviously. I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> even more important than Red Hood, you got Tim Drake. Tim Drake. Right, right. Tim's great. He has the best Robin origin story. Oh, 100%. I mean, because he has the most agency. It's not just like, you know, a poor victim yeah. that Batman has to save. And it's just like, oh, mm-hmm. he might as well help me. You know, he actually yeah. has a say in everything. You gotta love a little baby detective. Yeah, I, I like Damien a lot just because I me love too. that. Uh, you know that that original Grant Morrison run when he when he shows up. There He's are no cool. bad Robins in my opinion. Got to shout out Stephanie Brown. Loved her mm-hmm. very brief stint as Robin. Yeah, yeah, they're all good. They're all they good kids. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I am liking this Jason tire stealing origin. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I do like Tim figuring everything out and choosing, but there's something real funny to me about the tires. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an awesome moment. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird story. It sure is. Let's keep <laughs> let's keep the Joker far away from any ethnic minorities, please. Thank you. Okay, bye. Yeah, <laughs> could it, handle not just, having that. It, at least I, I can say, at least when I, I never know what's going on with the Joker during this time. Is he no. like painting his? Is he painting his face? <sighs> Probably. This is pre-cut his face off. So okay. I would say like, so. so. So his like white makeup and red lipstick. Like yeah, that. because he's, he has he has a flesh flesh colored skin at one point in this issue. Yeah. Okay. So or is he using paint to look normal? <laughs> you know, maybe. So that's what I was gonna say. The one the one thing is like they could have. I don't know. I'm just thinking of him doing makeup on his face, and I'm like, they, there there is a place they could have took this that would that would have been even worse. At least they didn't do that. Yeah, no, you're not I'll wrong. Almost, I'm glad he did say that much. He's doing white face instead of anything else. Right. <laughs> <So laughs> could have been bad. <laughs> though I'm not sure the though it wasn't in this issue, but I'm not sure the images of him in a in a turban later are much better to be. No, honest. no, not 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 good at all. 
No. Though we also got Batman and Robin in turbans over top their costumes. And I was like, oh my god, what is happening? It's so bad. Yeah, as a disguise, I mean, it's not great, but <laughs> as can't... a disguise, it's one thing. But then as like, uh, like I'm the ambassador. It's yeah, like, it's never good. Let's be honest, though. I do think it's funny to be a disguise and then to be literally just over top their costumes that are visible. <laughs> right. <laughs> Master of the skies. Who could Master they be? <laughs> yep. Cool. Any any last thoughts about uh, a death in the family or this issue? I kind of I was love bummed that- we didn't. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say, I kind of love that there was a third complete red herring of a mother that were just like, nope, not her, move on. (laughs) That amused me for some reason. (laughs) Was not necessary, plot relevant, interesting at all. Yeah, Yeah, the the order in which they, they checked into... These these like sus- uh, suspects isn't the right word, but these possible, <laughs> I like it. these possible mothers. Um, the order in which they they kind of checked into them doesn't mm-hmm. make a super a lot of sense to me. No, uh, just for the plot. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes sense for the plot. But I can't believe know. Batman looked at that list and didn't go, "Lady Shiva," and start there. <laughs> Like, right. There's one person you know on that list. Also, what was him? What was up with him calling her like Mrs. Wiggins the whole time? Whatever. I was like, you know who that is, Bruce. I, I, I miss that. I don't know. He, he like he says that on the list her last name. I think this is a fake last name. Her name is Shiva Wiggins or something like that. Okay. Um, so he's like, ah, Miss Wiggins, it's you. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, I love it. It's absurd. I wish we would have had the iconic shot of him holding his body in this issue. I know. It's weird that it but, isn't the end of this issue. It's the start of next one. But yeah. it's because of the vote. I guess they had to do a cliffhanger. It's because of the vote. Yeah. Because of the vote. Yeah, yeah. They the didn't vote. know which one they were going to do. Yeah. I guess we didn't really talk about the vote. I mean, I think it's fairly well known. That, yeah. Like, we did talk. We, actually, we did talk about the vote. Never mind. We did. We didn't explain phone call, what the vote. You know. We didn't explain what the vote was, but I, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, you kids, know, you, you know, <laughs> kids, you know, you know, the voice. And when you call in on the voice, it's like that. But you killed a character. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. Originally, I had sent you the next one where he actually does hold him up in his arms, yeah. as the one to read. But then I realized that Jason's not. I mean, he's, he's just, <laughs> literally he's gone. Just he doesn't yeah, do anything. Like, and I was like, maybe we should talk about an issue where Jason's <laughs> what do you, actually in it. What do you think about but, Jason in this issue? He makes an exquisite corpse. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, how how culpable is Batman? Do you think for what happened to Jason? Is it? Mm, you no. think it's on him? No. <laughs> I mean, it I is know. It is in a grand scheme of did he do child endangerment and get Robins killed? Yes. Is this one specific incident outside of the context of all of their lives together? No. Right. I look at it like the whole story he's thinking, Jason doesn't listen to me. And then he's like, Jason, <laughs> I need you to listen to me. Please stay here and don't go in there to save your mother, okay? <laughs> Bye. And it's like, you know he's not going to listen to you. This is, uh, what did we just read where that happened? Oh, the sequel to Long Halloween. Yeah, Dark Dark Victory. He tells Two-Face to please, on your honor, not escape. (laughs) He's got to flip a coin. Like, what do you, like... What do you mean, Bruce? Yeah, just pieced out of there. You're right. You're you're right, TJ. In that case, he is kind of at fault because he should have, he had to have known. He had to Right. Yeah. That's kind of my feel. I mean, because he's Jason's had, yeah, exactly. Jason's had like a history of of not listening right. to Bruce. So right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he didn't kill him and Jason, I feel like they try to set you up to think Jason had it coming because he, he didn't listen, but it's like Batman was the adult in this scenario and had been reiterating repeatedly that he knew he wouldn't listen. And, and Jason very clearly thought his mom was in danger. He believed it was his mom. He was emotionally compromised. Bruce Wayne of a parental obsession should have been able to understand this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so it's not his fault, but maybe a little bit. Right. Well, overall, <laughs> yeah. all their deaths are technically his fault. Again, the child endangerment. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, screw that. Sorry, guy. Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no- notably, when Jason comes back, though, he's not actually. He doesn't really blame it on, uh, no. on Bruce. He's just mad at him for not killing the Joker. Right. So. Yeah, you you are yeah. right. That is not the part he's upset about. It's the afterbath. Yeah. Right. Which is funny. And we get that row of panels of the Joker beating him with the uh, crowbar that is lodged in my head permanently at this point. Ooh, it was rough. Yeah, it's such an infamous scene at this at this point. And uh, yeah. it will be replayed when, when uh, Jason comes back as the Red Hood. You make sure to repay the Joker in kind and, and you see yeah. it again. Part of me wishes the Joker would have used a tire iron like Jason used to get the wheels off the Batmobile. I mean, if he knew about that, I'm sure he would have. But Right. You know. It would have like, been, it been no very full circle. Right. Yeah. But yeah, J- you know, Jason just wants to save his mom. Yeah. And should have let her die. <laughs> <laughs> and TJ's he final thought. was his real mistake here. Her. <laughs> and, and he could have. Like, so the. Yeah. When they're trapped in that room with the bomb, he has a chance, you know, he, he has a chance to get out of there, but he yeah. unties, you know, he goes back, unties his mom. And- it was a real saw trap set up there, honestly. Yeah. 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 There's literally a saw trap like that. I know. I know this. <laughs> they win and they're like, oh no, the door's locked. And then they get killed anyway. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Joker was not taking any chances. He knows how wily these little Robins are. Yeah, and I feel like this is the most focused the Joker has ever been about anything. That's true. <laughs> That's true. He really got his Adderall for this one. He was very on point. <laughs> like Jason shows up and right away Joker's just like, all right. He's just like doing the math in his head and he's just like, all right, his mom's here. Like this is too perfect. This yeah. is what's going to happen. And he just like comes up with his evil plan and executes it. You're right. Um, I know. Though as far as plans go, lock them in room bomb was not like a great Joker plan as far as like in detail or interesting. He's a simple man. Not all. Not usually. (laughs) Just in this book? (laughs) In this one book. Yeah. And thank goodness. Because like if he was just, you know, if he wasn't doing all this elaborate, ridiculous stuff, like he would just Mm be hitting people and blowing them up. You know, like, you know, this one. he's. And the, la- and the last issue we talked about, we do see like a trail of bodies. This was like a very bloody, we just don't, it's off camera, I guess. There's just mm-hmm. panels where it's like, look, I killed all these people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I guess he was focused. I know this story came out like right around the time as the killing joke, but I can never remember which one came out first because it's, it's very close together. I could check, but, but I like- think the killing joke is later, but I could be wrong. That it's like right I want to say it's like know. a difference yeah. of like I can months. Google it. Fact check me real quick. But anyway, I think it's interesting to me putting those two events so close together. He still doesn't kill the Joker, and I know part of the killing joke on its own at the ending is, oh, did he kill him? Did he not? Maybe he mm-hmm. did, but like I don't know. I think Jason kind of has 
a right to feel angry, especially with those two things so close together. It's like, if this isn't going to, you know, convince you to do it, what will? And like, I, and I always say like, I respect my heroes for having a no kill rule, but there is always that part of me that is like, I don't know, a lot of people would be saved if you just killed him though. Right. I think it's, he has a no kill rule, but he also has, I've said this before on our show, I truly believe he has OCD because his no kill rule does not follow logic anymore. It's a bit of an obsession. Right. Like, I think there's a level to which he also saves him when he doesn't have to. That feels Mm -hmm. a little excessive than just like, I won't shoot him in the face. Mm. Granted. But did you have to pull him back from the ledge? Yeah. There was that moment in Batman Begins where he says that. And that's what I've always said. Like, like run Razal Gould, like, you know, I don't know. He's going to get blown up. And and Batman actually says, you know, it's like, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Right. And I remember thinking, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I always said. Because, yeah, it's like, <laughs> you, you don't have, like, I don't want to, I don't want Batman to be going around killing people. But at a certain no. point, it, it really doesn't make sense that he's going out of his way to save all his villains. No, especially uh, not that specific one, you know? Right. Uh, so the killing joke came out in March 1988, and the death in the family was August 1988. So you're right. It was just a few months later. So killing joke was first? First, first, yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Let's see. That's so funny to me. Because that, after that one, you're like, okay, he didn't kill him, even though that was like a, a yeah. big part of that book. And then we get to this one, and it's like, he really should kill this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I don't think if any, if either of you know anything about this, you know, correct me or whatever. But I don't think the Killing Joke originally was supposed to be in continuity. Um, I think you're right on that. Yeah, but then, but then it was made into continuity. So, but yeah, it would have been really like if both those events had actually happened in continuity, and and it's like it would have been really like Batman. I don't know. It would have wore him down. I feel like, but yeah, and I don't know if we get a timeline if they would in continuity be close together or not. I'm not sure. It's never again the Batman age rule. (laughs) It's never clear when anything happened in his history ever. Well, I feel like I could be remembering wrong, but I think they have his funeral for Jason in another issue in this story arc. And Barbara's there in a wheelchair. So like, oh really? Okay. So I think I could be totally making this up. But I, I think so. Don't, are, that might be a flashback. I don't think that was in. That could have been in a flashback we've read lately. Because I don't think that was in I will this. do research and let yeah. you know after. Because I'm too lazy to do it right now. Um, I'm going to find do, it. If you do, email me. If not, I'm, I'm going to do it. And I'll put it. I'll put in an editor's note. Editor's note. Barbara does appear at Jason's funeral in a wheelchair in Batman number 428. After recording, TJ sent over a link to an article by Brian Cronin that lays out the entire continuity including her introduction as Oracle in the pages of Suicide Squad. Link in the show notes for those who'd like to know more. Because I'm, I'm intrigued now. I want to know, yeah, know the, the timeline of, of, of Joker's horrendous actions, I guess. Joker, what bothers you more? That your greatest failure has returned from the grave? Or that I've become a better Batman than you? You're ruling through intimidation and murder. You're just another criminal. I'm what this city needs. Jason Todd loses the phone poll by 72 votes, and so in the next issue, the new Robin dies in Batman's arms. In the real world, DC's offices are bombarded by press calls, asking why they killed the Boy Wonder. It wouldn't be long until a third Robin is introduced, and Tim Drake takes on the mantle for years and years to come. 
A Crisis on Infinite Earths reforms Jason Todd the first time, and it would be a similar multiversal event to resurrect him. When Superboy Prime punches a wall that separates universes, Jason wakes up in his coffin. After crawling out from his grave, the former Robin tries to figure out what to do with this new lease at life. He's confused, bewildered, afraid, but mostly, mostly he's angry. Batman, number 638. Written by Judd Winnick, penciled by Doug Monk, inked by Tom Nguyen, colored by Alex Sinclair, and lettered by Pat Brassal, edited by Bob Shrek and Michael Wright. The mysterious new vigilante known as the Red Hood has just stolen a shitload of kryptonite from the current head of the Gotham City underworld, Black Mask. Via phone, the two negotiate, and Black Mask agrees to Red Hood's ransom of a shitload of money. Secretly, though, Mask tasks Mr. Freeze with a group of thugs to handle the handoff, and they're really supposed to kill Red Hood. At the agreed-upon location, a skirmish breaks out, and it turns out Hood has rigged the warehouse they're meeting in with a bunch of heavy machine gun artillery that kills all the thugs. Mr. Freeze's armor protects him. Batman and Nightwing show up. Batman fights Mr. Freeze, while Nightwing fights the Red Hood. After a brief physical exchange, Red Hood says they can have the kryptonite. He did all this just to get the lay of the land. He escapes before Nightwing or Batman can do anything about it. In the epilogue, the Red Hood has tracked the Joker down in this rundown carnival circus. He's brought a crowbar. The Red Hood proceeds to lay into the Joker until the Clown Prince is a bloody pulp. Then, for the first time on panel, the Red Hood unmasks, revealing that he's none other than Jason Todd, back from the dead. So this is when Jason comes back, and I'd actually never read this before. I read oh, I read really? a lot of yeah, I read a lot of other comics around this time, but for some reason I I'd skip this one, mm-hmm. not for any intentional reason. But but I did uh, I did read it just like you know this past week or so. It's pretty good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I I love Under the Red Hood. It's one of my favorite stories. Yeah, it's a um, good time. Jason's mm-hmm. just so funny in it. Oh, it's so good. He's... Black Mask. Black Mask yeah. is one of my favorite villains. He kills me. The Black Mask is hilarious. He just just his like the way he he's talks so bitchy. Every, everybody, yeah, he's just amazing. <laughs> he's amazing. I love. He it. really is. Um, he's incredible. And this one has another weird retcon, like. The the first one we read was a reboot. This one, you know, we picked it because it's the first Jason being back issue. But yeah. really, this retcons that his first back issue would have technically been in the Hush storyline when we think Clayface is being Jason, but then and somewhere in this storyline, it establishes that no, actually, it was actually yeah. Jason for real Z's. And it's, so anyway, like. <laughs> So this was the right issue to read, but it's weird that there's a retcon that makes it even earlier. Yeah, yeah I I thought about sending you that that annual because I think it's an annual. I think it's like Batman Annual Twenty Five that just explains that right. it all, and it's it's such a that I actually had read, and I think that's why I never read Under the Red Hood because I read that annual, and it was just mm-hmm. like all this like long description of yeah, this weird continuity of how he came and i was just like if this is what under the red hood is like i'm not gonna read it right but i did read it it was was actually really good yeah yeah but but yes so i guess superboy prime punches (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's my favorite it's my favorite thing the universe and this like brings jason back to life i guess because he creates this other alternate universe where he's actually alive and some Mm -hmm. and i guess that's like next door to dc's main universe and so it jolts Jason alive in his coffin. It's bizarre. But then he digs out of the grave and, you know, he's back. 
and then I guess somehow the Lazarus pit is involved to like restore his memories. And then, and then, yeah, he's apparently in Batman hush. Cause originally when that was written, it wasn't supposed to be Jason. It was supposed to be Clayface pretending right. to be Jason. And like right. Batman even says, Oh, I, I could tell it wasn't you because you fought like Dick did and, and stuff. But, but they're like, no, actually that was Jason. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Yeah. It's weird. Um, they shouldn't have reckoned it. it. It's so convoluted. It really, yeah. Reading it now, knowing all of that, you're just like, no, what? No. <laughs> um, when did they, did they tag out? Was it a relay race? What is happening? Yeah, they literally tagged out. I know. I remember. <laughs> so dumb. I, I got to imagine that there must have been a lot of speculation as to whether the red hood was really Jason, even, even though like he unmasks himself and you can tell it's him. Sure. And he says, it. I got to imagine there was a lot of, because otherwise why would you lay it out in such a weird, complicated way like that? Cause it's just, yeah. like, you know, he, he came, he came back. He could have come up with a more simple reason besides, you know, whatever, but there's nothing simple about any part of Jason's coming <laughs> back story. <laughs> I love how he comes back, but he's possessed for a while, and then he's uh, not. And then, oh, it's amazing. Have yeah. you read the, it's Jason Todd, is it like Bad Days or something? It's like yeah. his, his resurrection the lost story. Days. And lost the Lost Days. days. Yes, right. I have. Yeah. I haven't, but I kind of want to now. They're but, like, weird. It's a good companion. <laughs> they are okay. weird, though. There's a lot of him and Talia stuff yes. in that. Yeah, no, she like kiss. Weird. She like kisses him. Sure um, does. And, like, oh, they full on do it. Yeah, they. Uh, it's pretty implied that it's not just a kiss. <laughs> TJ's yeah. not wrong. It's weird. Jason's a romancer. He's a charmer. I guess. Yeah. I mean, he is out. agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Hundred percent. So. <laughs> so sure. <laughs> I just Talia. Come on, girl. Come on. It's so gross. Yeah. How old is she compared to him? I don't know. I guess. Two. I guess he's. <laughs> it does depend on the plot right because she she should be whatever bruce's age is but his age keeps lowering so i don't know if she's coming with him in the lowering or not right uh it's gross yeah i never that's another one i don't i never know how well that that's complicated by the fact that raz al ghul is like you know ageless infinite eternal yeah Yeah. um so Mm. so i'm never quite sure whether talia is like (laughs) on that same level or if she's yeah. just like a person with a regular person age, you know, that's fair. I, yeah, uh, that's a good question. I, don't know. I would, the, que- <laughs> the like curse trivia question that just came to my mind is how many different women have made out with multiple members of the bat family? Because I can think of several off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> so many things out of this. I know. I'm like Talia, like- Starfire. There's definitely more. <laughs> um, Barbara, depending on the continuity. Oh, Barbara, you're not wrong. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> she has kissed at least three of them in different continuities. You could make I a, a go good chart. Yeah. <laughs> Make a pretty good infographic, I think. I think so, if somebody out there, please make me a conspiracy board of who has kissed who. <laughs> That's fantastic. Or like one of those relationship charts that you'll find yes. of like a manga or something. Yeah. Yeah, but it's you, so you convoluted. Need yeah. <laughs> you, you need that for but for the whole yeah. Please. That would be great. Um but yeah, Jason just kind of comes out swinging when he comes back to life and he just goes to Gotham and he's it's like literally he's literally just, he beats the shit out of the Joker. He's just like <laughs> yeah, and he's just, he beat he just Love the, the it's not in him. this issue, but I love the upcoming issue with the heads in the suitcase. I never stopped yeah. thinking about that. <laughs> 
he's just he's just cool. Like it, all of his, all of his plans are super well thought out, and yeah, they they pretty much work as executed. Yeah. If there wasn't any kind of interference from Batman, like he, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like he would have had everything on on lock, and you know, right. and Gotham, Gotham would have just been kind of okay. Yeah. And that, um, I mean, there was a period in time where it was like his neighborhood was really safe, like no children were harmed in his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And again, you don't want to side on the side of murder, but I'm just saying, Bruce, he did a better job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, you, you know, a few heads in a suitcase and then all the crime is done. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those really like, it's a very gray line. No, it's, it's like, not really. It's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I like how diplomatic you were big. You're like, yeah, decapitation really is a gray line. I just well yeah no it morally morally definitely all right definitely, definitely you know what it depends morally. on which ethical model scheme you're looking yeah. into I took an ethics class at one point and you know if say, you're doing something bad in order to achieve more good than bad John Stuart Mills let's yeah let's get into it John yeah. Stuart Mills would be like very pro this Kant not a fan right <laughs> no Kant, Kant would hate Jason yeah. Todd Kant is very uh, very Batman. I in think he thinking. would like Batman. Yeah, yeah Batman, he's very I rigid. Think, is pretty consistent with, yeah. with his, you know, the things that he wants to. Well, actually, I have to think about that. But for the most part, yeah, I think it, the, yeah, when he's sticking to it and not like getting thrown off, I think he yeah. would be. Uh, and to be fair, I don't know that John Stuart Mill would be totally on board with Jason Todd. I think there's too much emotion in Jason for that. Yeah, I'm just a fan of efficiency, and Jason's just very efficient he, in everything. He really he, does. he ran that city for a while. I just gotta say, yeah, like when he steals this kryptonite, and then he oh like, my god, or, so good. He, like, and and that, that's that's kind of why I picked this issue because I just love at the end like his like mic drop of when he like yeah. steals all this kryptonite, he lures everyone to him, and after everything, he's just like, yeah, you can take the kryptonite. I just kind of wanted to yeah. see the lay, lay of the <laughs> land, and I'm just like, that's so bad. Amazing, it's so yeah. good. He's like, I want to know what was up, so I just caused a scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love start, yeah. I love him and Freeze doing a like joke off at each other. That was pretty amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I have a soft spot for Mr. Freeze. He's I do just too. So he just he just amazing. does it for love, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is one of his odd appearances where there's nothing about like his backstory. He's just just like <laughs> likes to kill people. Yeah, like, the, he's like just black, chilling with black mask. <laughs> yeah, the black mask goes to him and hires him, and it's just like, in Mr. Freeze is just like, I get to kill people for money. Sure, great, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Here for it. Um, <laughs> So, Have you seen the animated movie of this one, Ben? Yeah, I did a while while back. But yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I liked that it one a lot. Yeah, so I had watched I like that. that the movie trims out some of the like fat out of the plot, like Mister Freeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, though I do enjoy Mister Freeze. And like, I think it's like a Mazo in one of the issues, which was oh, weird. Yeah, Mazo um, just always be showing up. Mazo's just not. I don't know. He doesn't know how to effectively utilize those powers. I feel like ever. Because he's all backwards. They're, they're just like, he, it's always like, yeah, he has the powers of all the Justice League. And it's like, yeah. does he? He's not. Yeah, no. He mostly like, just smashing things. I would yeah. venture to say he has the power of one Avenger and it's the Hulk. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I love this moment with, with Jason just kind of manipulating everyone, playing all yeah. sides against each other and mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's good. 100%. And then, um, and, then, and then, yeah, of course, at the end, he, he finds the Joker 
hits him with a crowbar a bunch and a bunch. kind of think and you kind of like think that joker might be dead for a few yeah. issues like i mean you don't really think it because it's the joker but like there's yeah. no reason there's no other reason to think he wouldn't be um, <laughs> he survived worse right I, yeah, yeah I that do was love... my favorite part of the issue <laughs> of course it was <laughs> it was a good reveal <laughs> no i know i just yeah. i just thought it was funny that you've been very we've been both very pro murder on this episode so far <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm generally not pro murder. I wanna I wanna put that out. I'm Agreed. Almost, I'm almost never pro murder. I would really I would venture only to say, when Jason. I guess. Yeah. It's in just, my opinion. Right. He's just good at it. I don't. <laughs> we, know. We, I, I, we forgive <laughs> only one mass murderer. Right. <laughs> it is because he has juicy thighs. <laughs> helps, Likes to yeah. read Jane Austen canonically. <laughs> yeah, I liked I liked the bit about. Him and Bruce, I guess, collecting first edition books. Yeah. That was somewhere in this Red Hood story. That was cool. It's really cute. I mean, as soon as you see someone beating up the Joker with a crowbar, you know, alarms go off in your head. Oh, absolutely. Wait, is is this? And then he just unmasks himself. I'm sure there was speculation about, Mm -hmm. you know, who the Red Hood was before this, too. But yeah. But yeah, it's a good reveal. I'm just thinking about how Alfred has now been dead for a fairly long time as well in continuity. And I want to see him show back up with leather. Just make it happen. <laughs> the blue hood. He rides I- it on a motorcycle, but he's also still dressed as a butler. <laughs> so it's funny you say that because something like that kind of did happen. Do you do you know about the, the time Alfred died in like the Silver Age? <sighs> oh my God. Yeah. I'd forgotten about it, but yes. Okay. I did read about it in the Glenn Weldon book, but that's mm-hmm. as okay. far as my knowledge it, goes. It's it's so wacky. Like it he is. dies, and then and then this villain comes out <laughs> called the <laughs> Outsider, who's like the weirdest villain. He he mm-hmm. like just controls things with his mind, but not <laughs> just in like wants a, to serve tea and <laughs> yeah. But um, but then it turns this villain. So like they're fighting this villain for like several issues, and then and then eventually it turns out that that it's just Alfred, like who who was cool. like resurrected by this weird scientist. Happens all the time. Um, and he was the outsider. Outside, I know he's one of us. Yeah. He could be the mascot yeah. of our podcast. I know. You should, you I guess we're gonna it. have to cosplay as the outsider next Comic Con. <laughs> it's a look up what the outsider looks like. It's it's I'm uh, on it currently. Looking at he it. has an outfit in the look Harley up. Quinn TV show. I'm, mm-hmm. I wonder if it looks anything like that. You might need to do Outsider Alfred. Oh anywhere. my god, it's oh, that's kind of great. He looks almost um, like the Riddler. <laughs> to be honest. Like purple Riddler. I guess he came back at some. I guess they yeah, brought him back like, at some point it, because it there's newer like, yeah. art of him. Yeah. I'm oh, interested. he's apparently in Earth Three. He is still the outsider. Oh, oh okay. Might hmm. have to read those stories. I know. I'm kind of into it. I'm. I'm liking his look. Yeah. Okay. So like- now he looks like the Riddler. Back then, he was like jewel encrusted man. Right. He looked weird back then. Now he looks pretty classy because he's got like the white suit. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, in the Silver Age, he kind of looks like he has eyeballs all over him. Ew, he does. Oh, um, or like boils. If you, yeah, if you have that, what is that? It's like a, um, it's like a phobia where you. Oh yeah, the can't uh, look at like circles mm-hmm. or something. Trichta, trichta, trichtophobia, phobia. I think something like that. So yeah, don't look outsider. directly at the outsider. Yeah, the outsider is uh, a nightmare for for people that have that. All we need, TJ, is giant sequence and some red undies, and we can pull off this cosplay. 
yeah. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Any um any other thoughts about this issue or Jason coming back? Jason in general, life. Oh my god, I love Jason mm-hmm. so much. I I yeah. <laughs> I just love him. I'm loving the Jason and the Outlaws webtoon that's going right now. It's honestly peak Jason, and I'm having a blast. That sounds fun. Yeah, I like that one. I'm not as far as you probably, but I like that one so far. Yeah. Yeah. And everything in Wayne Family Adventures with him is super good. I know. Recently, so Wayne Family Adventures is my favorite webtoon. They recently did an arc about PTSD from the Joker killing, and it okay. was genuinely so moving. I cried. I don't know about you, TJ, but I was like big tears. Yeah, it was very emotional. It really was. Um, but if we're talking about other favorite Jason yeah, stories, please. I love the- Red Hood and Batman in the Cheer story from Urban Legends. Yeah. It came out like the last year or two. It was really good. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a sucker for all of the um, Red Hood and the Outlaws stuff, to be honest. Even the, even the not so great ones I have fun with. I love him run, roaming around in space with Starfire and Roy. I love it. That series seems really fun. It I is fun. I think I had like the first issue. Yeah, you got to get past the first issue in which Starfire admits that she banged both him and Dick Grayson. Uh, And then you're good. You're solid. Once you get past that, never smoke it up again. (laughs) I guess they were trying to bring people into the book. (laughs) In that that skeezy way people will do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I tried to hop on that title. I picked up the Rebirth one. Yeah. And I loved, they had a a zero issue that was kind of like. It was a Jason origin retelling. So like it had this yeah. tire stealing scene. Um, yeah. And I remember Batman like goes out and buys him a happy meal and they eat it oh, on the hood of the Batmobile. It's so cute. It really cute. But um, that cute. after that issue, it, you know, we got introduced to Starfire and other characters. And I was like, yeah, but I really only care about Jason. <laughs> I think it probably is better because it is it's kind of does continue, even though it's a rebirth. What it's probably better to go back mm-hmm. to the new 52 outlaws and go forward because then you get introduced okay. to how they know each other. His his friendship or possibly more with Roy is honestly my favorite <laughs> thing ever. He calls him his boyfriend all the time. I don't know what else to make of it. OK, um, <laughs> He he literally is falling to his death at one point and he's like, Tell my boyfriend to get over here. That's funny. It is. It's good. Good times. Is that your number one Jason ship, Chris? Oh, oh yes. Jason and Roy are my absolute tip top Jason ship. I don't know if I have one. Who else does he date? Nameless women. <laughs> I mean, they have names, but like he dates a flight attendant for a hot minute that nobody remembers. Starfire, I but they don't really date. They mm. are they are friends with benefits because she forgets yeah. about him. He had that brief thing with Barbara and three God, jokers, I don't think that's still canon, is it? No, that's like alternate reality. If only if only uh that janitor hadn't swept up that note. <laughs> so close. It's not even that I hate like in the context of that story, I don't hate Jason and Barbara, but it's like it's when you start looking at everything outside of that story. It's like I, I, if you had read nothing else outside of Killing Joke and that, yeah, maybe it'd be fine. I think but... it, I'm just I I will never ship Barbara with anyone in the Bat Family. It feels too weird to me. I don't like it. Like her and Dick are good in my book. Hate it. But <laughs> I really hate it. Tom Taylor has really gotten me into them lately. I get you, and I know a lot of people are very pro that ship. I hate it. I hate it a lot. <laughs> 
I'm a multi shipper. I think I like it's. I think it is too. so boring. Uh, but yeah, Starfire and him, Starfire and Dick it's are very vanilla. pro. Yeah, yeah. It's the high key vanilla ship. I'm sorry, TJ. No, I agree. Like <laughs> I enjoy it, but it's pretty basic. <laughs> TJ is like, look, I like vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Sometimes you just need some vanilla. <laughs> But yeah, Jason and Barbara, no. No, That was my long way of saying I don't like Jason and Barbara, but maybe I can see why someone might. I don't know. Mm. Do you you have a ship for Jason? Since we've now derailed your show to talk about our favorite ships. No, I I love it. Um, I feel like I I need to read more Jason. He's a guy that he's he's a new he's a new favorite after reading this because I had read him. I feel like my first, the first time I had really read a comic with him was way back with like Countdown. Hmm. He was in that. Yeah. And I don't know. I didn't, that, that, that comic didn't make me think a whole lot of, about him as a person and like yeah. what relationships he would be in. So Fair enough. Um, That's um, what we're always thinking about. That is literally all <laughs> we're ever thinking about. But I do, I mean, like as far as canon ships, he really doesn't have very interesting love interest, in my opinion. Other than, yeah. again, his his fuck buddy Starfire. Yeah, so probably not him and Talia. I'll say. Oh God, no! Oh so, my goodness! I can roll out a few. She, she didn't even come to mind. <laughs> yeah, if you try to forget, you know, <laughs> if you see it, say nothing and drink to forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like. I haven't read uh, Red Hood and, and Outlaws except for that first yeah. issue, but, but I do like the sound of him and Roy. I could, get, I could get into that. Yeah, I could get into that. Just knowing a little bit about both of them. That's there's that a, sounds pretty good. There's a scene in, I think it's Wayne Family Adventures. Now I'm trying to remember which Jason said this. There's a scene where he's talking to Damien about how to make friends. And he's like, I don't know. I just broke my best friend out of prison and then went to space with him. That's really how I did it. <laughs> Yeah, I think I I think that was one of the quote when I when I was look I was just like looking up I just googled Jason yeah, yeah. quote or the icebreaker I think that was one of the ones I came across yeah um, and I was just like that's funny yep love it it kills me thank you uh, both for joining me and, and, yeah. and talking to me this this was a lot of fun hundred yeah, percent uh, it was a blast yeah why don't you tell the good listeners uh, where they can find you and listen to your podcast and and yeah yeah TJ you want to go first. Sure. So you can find me at TroyFin2 on Twitter, where I talk about all things book-related and queer-related. I'm always reading some some gay books and recommending books, so hit me up. I'm also on a bunch of podcasts, so if you Google, not Google, if you go to any podcast streaming and search my name or my username, you might find some episodes of me talking about horror movies like Scream or the Skins TV show, all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. He's, he has been guesting around. I'm very proud of him. Yeah, I'm a guest, awesome. a guest ho. Love Skins. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Skins, by up. the way. It's a, great, ah! it's a great show. Skins? Oh my gosh. Yeah. We... All right, I'm going to tell you something. Save it for after the time. podcast. Yeah, sure. We can talk about that. <laughs> uh, you, can, you can find... So I'm on all the social medias. I've been trying to diversify as Twitter melts down. But you can find all of the links to that on linktree.com slash the myth of psyche, which also has all my podcasts. I currently host, other than our podcast, I currently host Thirsty on Tune, which is a webtoons and wine podcast, but is also like diverged into romance novels because we couldn't help ourselves. And I am a frequent host of Talking Comics podcast, which 
talk is comics if that wasn't obvious <laughs> tj you want to tell them where they can find our podcast oh yeah you can find <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> gotham outsiders a batman book club you can find us on social media at gotham outsiders we're especially active on twitter yeah and you can hit me and chris up there or individually at our own accounts but we're always monitoring that batman account too mm-hmm. and we tweet about the books that we're currently reading Coming out soon, we just recorded our Dark Victory Batman Book Club episode, so we'll yeah. be talking about that. Did I like this director. Frank Miller more than other? Not Frank Miller. This is Jeff Loeb. Did I yeah, like Jeff this Loeb more than I liked the last one? Find out. <laughs> yeah. We'll be talking to director of the Telltale Batman video games, Kent Mutal. Um, yeah, it was a good time. So check out that. And like Chris said earlier, we have our special 25th book club episode coming up soon. So it'll be fun. Yes. It's very confusing because we've recorded way more than 25 episodes, but we've done yes. 25 book episodes. So this is our anniversary. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thanks a lot. Of course. Ben, thank you again for yeah. inviting us on. This was so much fun. Love to. Anytime you want us back to be nerdy, I'm down. Awesome. Anytime. I might take you up on that. Definitely. Yeah. All right. And to find me and my podcast online, check the show notes. That'll have everything, including the Patreon, where you could give me a dollar a month to save your favorite comic book character, or a dollar a month to leave them to their tragic fate. Stay tuned for bonus episodes and updated scheduling. Until then, always remember, if you have a chance to steal the Batmobile's wheels, well, be careful, because I feel like he's installed a bunch of security tech since the last time. See ya.